What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today is my year in review podcast. So this is the one that I look forward to all year and I dread all year. So it's where I kind of pull back the curtain, talk about what my plans were for the year in multiple different companies and my personal life, and I talk about how I did. So good, bad, ugly, it's all here. Last year, we had split this between Blackjack and my personal and seven-figure flipping. The year before that, we uh, was the first year I ever did it. it was uh, January 2020 or December 2019, uh, and I've enjoyed doing this. So um, without further ado, I just want to go right into the theme music, and we'll launch right into what worked, what didn't, and uh, uh, what we can learn from uh, everything from 2021 in my world. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity, and that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, let's just dive into it. So, you know, the, the interesting part about running and owning a podcast is that I get to basically uh, document my history. So I, and then I can go back and listen to it. So if you're not figuring out a way to do that, you need to. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It can be a journal. It can be uh, just writing things down. It could be notes. It could be on your computer. However that is, voice memos on your phone. But if you can mark down what your plans were, then you can go back and actually review them, look at them, uh, even, even kind of uh, the cool thing on a podcast, I can listen to the person that I was and the person that I am now and any changes that I might see. So I, I take a lot of time in preparing for this. I go back and listen to multiple podcasts from the previous years. I look at my goal sheets. I do all of this stuff to figure out where I was and, and where I got to over the past 12 months. It's very helpful to do that because I didn't realize how much I accomplished until I looked back on it. And I didn't realize um, that kind of the person that I was a year ago until I listened to the show. I listened to my enthusiasm where I could actually feel and almost sit in that same place that I was one year ago and two years ago just by listening to the shows. So uh, it's very helpful for me. I think it'd be helpful for you to do something like this, whether it's, and honestly, I think recording your voice and listening to it and going through it, it actually can trigger and remind you a lot of things. So sound and like music, if you ever listen to some songs, you could probably put yourself exactly where you were that summer in the, at that beach that you listened to that song over and over and over again, and it can take you to a different place. So that was very helpful for me. I'm going to try to go through all three of these on one show today because I'm prepared to do that. Last year, there was a lot to unpack in my personal life. So I took, broke it up into two shows. I think we can get through um, all of this in one, especially because of what I'm going to talk about with Blackjack. So as most of you know, Blackjack Real Estate is my flipping wholesaling company that uh, I started in 2015. It's the company that kind of uh, came out of, or actually it was started, the name was started, it was all created before I joined Seven Figure Flipping. So it's kind of the company that pushed me into this world, actually, as a, a paying customer of the Mastermind Group when um, Justin owned the company and I was there to understand how to flip more houses. I wanted to flip 12 houses my first year. I was only flipping one a year for the past two years. And uh, we just kind of blew up from there. So Blackjack has been started there. It blew up. We were doing over 200 deals a year for a couple of years. Um, had a lot of people working with us. And you guys heard on the show last year, we were kind of retooling things. So I was trying to figure out the shift that was happening 
in my business, in my time, where I wanted to, where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And if you guys remember last year, I'll give you a breakdown of it. But basically, we wanted to create this break-even model on the single-family house flipping and wholesaling business that we were doing in order to launch a multifamily arm of our company. So the company would actually do marketing and find off-market deals for um, large multifamily, and we would buy them, and then it would profit me personally. But the, the business itself, Blackjack, would have been a break-even model doing anywhere between like 40 and 60 houses was the plan where I thought it would take uh, to break even with some manpower and, and marketing and things like that. So uh, that was the plan, and we had a goal to do six multifamily deals. And then I listened to the show. I had a plan to do four as a limited partner myself, and um, and that was the structure of what we were going to do in January. Um, we started launching that. We were just continued to flip and wholesale houses, and, and it was working fine. Um, but about April is when I. Um, needed to make a change. Whether I was going to jump back in, we were going to, like, what were we going to do in the company? And I didn't have hardly any time. We were full bore, like pedal to the metal in seven-figure flipping. I was hiring new people, onboarding new people. I was the visionary and the integrator of the company. I had a lot going on. My personal life was going well. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that here when I get to it. But I, that was pulling a lot of time for me too. And I just didn't have a lot of spare capacity. You guys have heard on the show, I taught, oh, Maybe it was at Flip Hacking Live. Maybe I've talked about it on the podcast, but I brought in a partner at, uh, in Blackjack, and his name's Adam Whitney. He's been on the show a couple times. He's one of our laser coaches inside the Mastermind. If you're a part of the Runway or Altitude group, you know who he is. He's in there all the time. Just an amazing guy. And so we had a huge shift in that business, Blackjack, um, which, sh- which changed a lot of the structure of what we were going to do. Um, it just didn't make sense to do the multifamily deals there. So what we did was we split off another company. So Chad, myself, and Nate, we split off another multifamily company that's called a Titan Capital Group. So that kind of came from this year. We we restructured that. We came up with a game plan, and we went out kind of buying properties. So that's kind of the shift that happened in Blackjack. We still did 40 deals inside of Blackjack. And uh, some of those were done before Adam came on, but Adam has done an amazing job of um, getting the business going. He's uh, implemented a cold calling system. He's been really tracking KPIs and automating things. He's uh, hired some new people. He's built out a team of VAs that cold call. And as you guys know, Val, she has started her own company, uh, kind of consulting. She left Blackjack. She was our lead intake manager. She left Blackjack and started doing her own consulting. She's one of the laser coaches for Seven Figure Flipping. She's doing her own uh, lead intake training. She's uh, doing some VA training and hiring for other companies for VAs. All kinds of really cool stuff that Val's doing. So that was a big change. And Ashley is still working in the company. She's amazing at what she does. She's the transaction coordinator, ops manager. She is incredible at what she does. And, um, and so the team has kind of changed and shifted a bit. So what I did was I asked Adam if he would be willing to come on a podcast where we can actually talk about the, um, the partnership, talk about where we're going and casting the vision for Blackjack because he's the visionary right now and the integrator. So he's running that and I'm kind of a consultant, right? So I work on uh, me and him get on some calls. We talk about where we're going. I give advice. I give uh, input uh, if, I, if they need some funding and things like that. So I'm, act- I'm, I'm not actively involved in the business, but I am brought in in an active role from time to time to help him. So I want him to come on and cast his vision for Blackjack, and hopefully we can do something uh, together each year where we set new goals for Blackjack, what the plan is, and then we are held accountable to that on an interview. So he said that he would do it. So over the next couple of weeks, um, we're going to do a show, and I'm going to bring him on to talk through Blackjack. So you guys can hear everything that happened, the conversation, the partnership, all of that stuff. 
The first time I ever talked about it was recently. It was on somebody else's podcast. So I wanted to bring him on and kind of talk through that so you guys can see the transparency of what we did, what's happening, and uh, some exciting things that are up and coming of what he has planned. And also we can use that to kind of structure and, and look at down the road as we go Every year, he can hear it, he can listen to it, and he can look and see how he did, almost like this this uh, video and audio diary like I use. So um, hopefully that's helpful. I do want to talk about what we did inside of Blackjack. So we did our 40 deals. And then on the multifamily side, um, we did do, I was involved in seven deals as a general partner this year and four as a limited partner. So I feel like I hit those goals they just weren't inside the blackjack company like we had planned. So we made a shift on the multifamily side, and we also made a, a whole new business structure and shift inside of blackjack this year. Um, not expecting that on January 1st at all. And I did not expect to bring on a partner. That all came out of a mastermind meeting. We'll talk about that when I interview Adam and we talk a little bit and tell the story. So hopefully that's advantageous for you guys. Hopefully that gets you excited to hear a little bit about uh, what we did and why, and maybe it'll give you some ideas of some things that you could do with your business or um, some different options in the future for you. So the next one I want to talk about is seven-figure flipping. And I don't want to move like completely off of uh, Blackjack that fast, but I will tell you that we will have a show that's dedicated 100% for that of what happened and where we're going as well. So um, the next thing is seven-figure flipping mastermind. So I spent a lot of time in this company this year. We had a ton, of, a ton of goals last year and a couple that I wrote down on my sheet. So if you downloaded the sheet that we did last year, it was sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. If you go there now, you'll actually get my updated goal worksheet. You'll get Becca's updated goal worksheet and you'll get a blank one for you. So last year, we went through this together. Our uh, 2021 goals were that the new ventures in Seven Figure Flipping were responsible for 25% of the company revenue. And then also I wanted to have 1,200 or more people at Flip Hacking Live in 2021. And uh, we wanted to get our renewals, so our altitude renewals and even our runway kind of uh, renewals up to 80%. So the people that are in our mastermind group that stay, we wanted to get to 80, 80%. I wanted to get to 80%. If you listen to the show from last year, Becca wanted to get to 75 So that's usually how it works, it seems. So those are some of the goals that we put out there to the world. I obviously wanted to do some other, I had some other things planned and in mind. So when I said new ventures in seven figure flipping responsible for 25% of the revenue, um, I had already, we had planned, we had been working on and building out a multifamily mastermind. So that was a huge win for us this year in seven figure flipping was launching the multifamily mastermind. So seven figure multifamily launched this year. We had an event called multifamily live. It was in June and it was virtual. So we had just, we had like a hundred and 20 people at the event. So it wasn't a huge event. Um, we have six or 700 people at our um, Flip Hacking Live event. This was 120 people or 130 people or something like that. And we launched a new mastermind there. We announced it. We talked about it. We uh, onboarded some new members and things like that. And it was really cool. We had over 40 members join our seven-figure flip, seven-figure multifamily mastermind group last year. And that was absolutely amazing. So we hit that, like the, the revenue piece though, so we wanted new ventures to cover 25% of the revenue. What I saw, and I'm just bouncing from sheet to sheet here, is uh, we had about 18% of the revenue that, was, um, that was, came for, as a company from that. And I don't think that was, a, that was a problem. What we did was we just did a lot more as a seven-figure flipping community. So um, 
when I looked at it as a percentage, maybe it should have been like we want to do a million dollars or we want to do something else. But um, as seven-figure flipping grows, the runway and altitude groups and everything else that we do, then that percentage changes, obviously. So I'm happy with that. I, uh, I'm very happy with what happened with the multifamily group. It's an amazing mastermind group. Chad King, Jason Yarusi, Peel Yarusi, they do an amazing job kind of leading the charge as thought leaders and everything that we do inside that group. Uh, we have an amazing event coming up. We have uh, Multifamily Live coming up in June. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I've en- really enjoyed working with them. I know that they've enjoyed it a ton. They've poured so much into the community. We're seeing a lot of success with our members inside of that community. It's been really, really great. Um, the other thing that we did this year that wasn't on my goals, but we grew our team. So we added a lot of new team members. We have 20 people at Seven Figure Flipping now. We're out hiring for a couple more right now. Um, It's been really amazing having uh, that kind of growth, seeing new people come in, take over, do really, really well. It's been been really incredible. And the, the biggest hire that we made this year as a company was hiring an integrator, a COO. So uh, as that, the reason why that's so big is because it allows me to do the things and it frees me up to do the things that I should be doing inside the company. I'm probably a lot like you guys that are listening. You're visionaries. You want to just go and create things and, and develop things and stuff like that. But um, I wanted to figure out how I can do more of that. And what I was doing is I was on meetings. I was on one-on-ones of building process systems, holding people accountable, all of that stuff that I can do, but it's not the stuff that I probably should be doing in the highest and best use of my time inside the company. So that was really big. He's been on, he's been on for a couple months now. He's doing really amazing, and I'm excited to see where that goes. So that was a huge win. The other thing is that we brought Flip Hacking Live back in person this year. So it was a virtual experience the year before. We weren't sure how things were going to go. We were excited and hopeful that we would go to Orlando in October and have this amazing in-person event. Right then, COVID was starting to spike in Florida. It was all over Florida. The hospitals were being overrun, all the stuff, and we were concerned that they were going to shut it down. Um, fortunately, we got to put on our event at Flip Hacking Live. We, um, and then last minute, we did a shit, we did like a, threw the team a curveball so we could also uh, experience it virtually for you guys. So we did a live experience for, or a live event for Flip Hacking Live, and then we did a virtual experience for the, the people that couldn't come for two days about a week after. So, um, let's talk about that. I had a goal to have 1,200 or more people at Flip Hacking Live 2021. So that was what I put out there to the world, 1,200 people. And we hired a new marketing team. We were really excited about it. We thought that we could do it. And especially coming out of quarantine, I thought more people would want to be in person. It would be really exciting. And we had about 650 people attend the event. So that's just, just over half of our goal. So a lot of you might think that that's a huge failure, right? If you didn't even hit like just over half of where you wanted to be, you got. So let's say you wanted to do $2 million in sales and you did 1.1. It's somewhere like around there that we're talking about, right? Well, when I look back at all of this, I try to figure out like why we set that goal. Where did it come from? Is it realistic? All these things. And I think we had really great intentions. I think we, um, I think, I think it was possible, but I wanted, to, I wanted to bring 1,200 people to Flip Hacking Live. I wanted somebody new to do it. And I also said that I'm not going to kill myself to go out and be on every podcast, be on every uh, YouTube channel, be it every RIA like I did the year before. Because if you remember the previous year, I basically just like, I went overboard on what I did 
the growth of the company and everything that we did, a lot of it was on my back of just working more and more and more, more hours, more time, more effort, more energy. I said, that's a non-negotiable. I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to, I want balance. My word was balance. I want to figure out how to have balance between my work and my home life. And honestly, my personal sanity. And I did a good job of that this year. And if we ended up with 650 people at Flip Hacking Live instead of 1,200, I'm okay with that. I think we changed the lives for all 650 people that were there. I think we made a difference in all of those people. Now, if we include the virtual event, then we probably have more like 800. So we're getting a little closer, right? But we're still short of 1,200. So we didn't hit that goal. Uh, the renewals, I don't have the exact number. Becca's going to have to have it, but we're in the high 70s. So we didn't hit our 80% renewal rate, but I think we exceeded her goal, but didn't hit my goal, which is usually what happens. The team has a goal, and then I basically just bump it up a ton, and we miss that one, and we hit theirs. So I'm really trying to get better at that. I'm trying to set better goals. I'm trying to be more aligned with the team and not have my own agenda and my own like side goals. So um, this was great. I, I think that we had an awesome year. Seven-figure flipping, we are in an amazing spot. We have a great foundation built. I'm really excited about what's to come. And I will do another show about the state of the union, what's coming up, all the exciting things that you can expect in 2022 from us at Seven Figure Flipping. And it is a lot. I'll give you a little hint. We are in the process in the next couple of days of buying a building here in Spring Hill, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville, where we can do some really cool stuff, an event venue, uh, some places that we can meet in person, we can stream things virtually to you, and we can put on more events, more trainings, more coaching, all that stuff for you guys. So I am most excited about that, but that was all because of where we are growing the team. We have the right people in place where I can focus on that. We can hire some, uh, some other folks to run some of these local events and things like that. And... Um, we have just a, a path of growth and a bunch of information from the last year that's helping us with that and make it a good decision to do. So I'm really excited about it. I think um, Seven Figure Flipping is in an absolutely amazing position. It's, it's a company that is the, the caliber of people that we attracted to Flip Hacking Live, the people that are in our mastermind groups, um, all of that stuff is it's incredible. I cannot believe it. The other thing that we did this year was we planned to launch one new mastermind, but we ended up launching two. So just recently I had the capacity and the, the need to and want to launch a higher level group for our Altitude members and the people that are already doing seven figures that want to get to the next level. And I'm taking 12 people with me along this ride. Um, we're, we're kind of onboarding people. We're bringing people in right now. I'm having conversations with folks. And this is my thing. Like This is something myself and my assistant are running, just us. Um, they're going to be plugged into a lot of the other masterminds and systems that we have, but this is something that I can work on these folks with one-on-one, and we can, we can have some specific events for them, we can have some trainings for them, but I really want this word balance that I focused on this past year to translate to all of their lives and all of their businesses to figure out what that means for them. So working one-on-one with them uh, financially, uh, business-wise, personally, spiritually, anything that they want and need from me that I can hopefully help them with myself or I can connect them with the person that needs to be connected. Uh, this mastermind group is really exciting for me and I am, uh, I'm pumped about it. This is going to be that year for me to grow myself personally and also to look and focus on some of these things like really pouring into um, the, the couple handfuls of people that are going to come into that mastermind group. So that's called Eight Figure Entrepreneur. It's something that I'm really passionate about and Sorry about that. I think is the next step for me 
as a leader, a business owner, um, a father, a husband, uh, a follower of God, all of these things. This is like my calling right now to go out and figure out how I can help some of these folks. And I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait. And I think it's going to challenge me. It's going to test me as a leader. It's going to make me elevate to another level. And it's really going to make me um, a better person myself and more well-rounded and somebody who can really kind of pour into those folks. So I'm excited about that too. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. This year is going to be uh, just absolutely amazing. I am, I'm pumped up. I'm coming out of the gate fired up and I'm ready for it. So um, that's, that's seven-figure flipping. I, I, I kind of want, like, I don't want to go into the vision of where we're going and the path that we are, uh, that we're planned, but the next, the next show that I do will be on the year in review and kind of our 2022 plans and goals. And uh, that combined with this kind of this vision, state of the union, things like that, I think will we'll put you in the right spot for that. Um, this, this mastermind group has been just absolutely amazing for me. It's tested me. It's challenged me. It's, um, it's pushed me more than I ever thought would be possible. And I think business does that. Business, entrepreneurship, leadership, it all does that. It kind of takes you out of your comfort zone. Sometimes it throws you under the wave and, and scratches you against the bottom and you get torn up and you come out and you got to figure out what the next step is. And that's kind of um, what these past few years have been like for me. And I finally, t- this year, in that, that word of the year for me of balance, I really feel like I found it. And, um, and I'm excited about it. So Seven-figure flipping is in a, a great spot, exciting uh, plan and path, especially doing um, with this new space. We're really going to try to do like 50 or 60 events this year, um, live and virtual, um, kind of building uh, a local following. People that can come to the studio can come in person for meetings and events and do some real awesome training this year. Um, and that's what I'm most excited about. It's just pouring in. If, if it was up to me, I told the team, if I could do the podcast, if I could do trainings, if I could speak at events... And I could be like inside kind of uh, coaching, training, building people up. And that was my focus. I would be a really happy camper writing books, writing the next book, all that stuff. um, I'd be really, really happy. And I think it's probably the best thing that I could do for the company. So um, what is your highest and best use of your time? What is the best thing that you could be doing for your company? And then are you doing it right now? So a lot of this year has been me trying to figure out how to get to that place, how to hire that right integrator, how to partner with them and how to be able to pull myself out of some of the things that I may be okay at, but I'm definitely not the best in the world at, and it doesn't light me up and fill me up. It really just drags me down. It doesn't allow me to do the things that I need to be doing. So take some stock. What is that for you in your life? Okay, let's go to the personal side. And I think this might be the time I spend the most time on this here because I think this is probably the most important thing in that balance word. And that's the, the, for me at least, that's the area where I was not putting enough time. I wasn't putting enough effort and energy and all of that stuff in. And as, as I was reflecting on the last year and trying to take stock in where I was today, right? It's kind of, it's interesting because normally we take the pulse of the whole year at the end of the year and how we feel right now. So it's really important when you write things down, you record these shows to go back and listen to that. Maybe it's recording your voice. Maybe it's writing a journal. Go back and read different chunks throughout the year because there was ups and downs. It's like a, it's a cycle, right? So if you feel down right now, you might say the whole year was bad. If you feel up right now, you might feel the whole year was good. When all of that is, it's, it's not giving you the right perspective of how the entire 365 days has been the entire year. It's giving you very like, um, very like directed feelings and feedback to how you feel right now, like the, the, where you're sitting right now. So I had to, 
I had to really think about this. I had to really go back and take stock in every kind of month, look at my calendar, look at the quarters, all that stuff to see where I actually was. And, um, and it was interesting. The, the, the thought that I had from all this was a pendulum. If you think about a pendulum, it just like swings kind of effortly, effortlessly, that's a tough word, effortlessly back and forth, right? It's swinging back and forth. And I feel like that was kind of, that's where my year is going. Like I started, if you listen to the last show or last year's show, I was really focused on this balance piece and, and pouring into the marriage and pouring into the family and like pulling away from the company a little bit more. And now I feel the pendulum is kind of swinging back more to say, oh, I want to do more for the business. I want to do more. I want to start these other things. I want to go do all this other stuff and, you know, join this new mastermind and all these other things that I'm doing, right? And it seems very driven in that direction. And so what the difference is now that I had in the past is I'm actually, I can see it. Like I can see it happening, I can feel it, and I can be intentional about not letting it happen or healthily let it kind of move in that direction a little bit to give me that balance, to just kind of keep finding the balance. So you're never going to be square in the middle, I don't think. You're going to be either on one side or the other just kind of swinging like a little pendulum back and forth. What the, the problem that we have to avoid is the extremes, right? We need to avoid the extremes and we also need to be acutely aware of what's happening. And that's, that's what happened in my reflection. I became more aware of the fact that I feel like my pendulum is swinging a little bit back towards business, Bill, <laughs> and a little bit further away from family and lifestyle and balance, Bill. So I have to be very careful with that and also communicate that with my spouse, communicate that with my family, my friends, my, my kids, and talk about, hey, like this is... This is the direction that I want to go and why and, and buy in and are you okay with that? Um, so I think that's really important for you is where is your pendulum swinging? Where is it sitting? And to make sure that you, you're aware of it. You're acutely aware of it. Like the fact that if it gets a little bit out of balance that you're aware of it and you're getting on the same page with the other people, the other stakeholders in your world. To say, hey, I'm aware of this. I'm going here on purpose. Here's why. Do I have your buy-in? Is it okay? And leaving this show, I'm going to go have that conversation with my spouse of, hey, this is what my year looks like. I just want to make sure that I get your sign off on this. And this is the path that it's okay that we go. And if not, how can we get on the same page? And what could this potentially do to damage us? And what could this potentially do to bring us closer together? And what do I need to schedule in for us to make sure that we don't go drift apart again? So that's something that I, uh, that I want to share with you guys because I can feel the pendulum shifting back. And I, I want to be aware of it and I want to do something about it. I don't just want to say, well, this is just the way it's going to be this year. And that's, how, that's what got me in trouble at, uh, two years ago and has got me in trouble in the past, like I don't know, six or seven years building my business, right? So you guys heard it last year. Um, we did a podcast. If you haven't listened to it and you're new to the show, you're, uh, you're new to the community, maybe you've been listening to the podcast for a couple of months, go back and look it up. It's called, uh, how I, it's called I Almost Lost My Family. And it was my seven-figure flipping and personal year in review last year. And it was probably one of the shows that I have been the most vulnerable on ever on the podcast. I shared some things about my relationship with my wife, how I was showing up, what I needed to do, all of these things that were challenging me. And this year, what came out of that, the year before that, the word was clarity. 
I got clarity at the end of 2020, not the way I wanted to, not the good clarity, but it gave me clarity of the fact that I did not have my values aligned. I didn't have my, um, values is probably not the right word. I didn't, I said that I wanted to be kind of more in line with my family. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do more with them, but I really didn't, um, I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do. Okay. So this year I was, I was intentional about having balance, like true balance for us. So that balance, having that balance was the most important thing for me this year. And I feel like I did a really good job of that. So let's go through the personal uh, journey, understanding that the pendulum may be swinging a little bit away from the personal back to, um, um, back to business. So personal goals. So my personal goals last year were, uh, to buy the 13 acre farm behind my house. That was the first goal. The second one was two trips out of the country with my wife, Lucy, and take three, a minimum of three Disney trips. And the third one was to navigate James's next open heart surgery with grace and support him and our family. So let's say, how did we do on those? The other thing I want to talk about before I go into this is some of the areas that needed work in my 2021 kind of plan, like where I was. And if you guys downloaded the goal sheet, again, you can do that at sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. If you downloaded that sheet, there were some areas that I had that were a three or below. One of them was friends, fun, faith, and environment. So those are the four, friends, fun, faith, and environment. Everything else um, was above a, um, above a three, which was family. Um, let's see, uh, family, love. I'm surprised actually that I put a lo- love at three and a half. Um, health personal growth, wealth, and career. So environment, friends, fun, and faith were the areas that I had three or below. And I'll talk about what I did to get some of those up and where I was or what I wanted to do. So let's talk about buying the farm, the 13 acres behind my house. So crazy year about that. In January, we closed on the 13 acres behind our house we uh, fenced, a, fenced an area. We put horses on there. We have three uh, horses of our own, two full-size horses and a mini horse. And then we have two horses that board there. We have 66 chickens now on there. We have an acre and a half that we turned into an orchard and garden, a commercial orchard and garden. We had 27 boxes that we put out, 27 CSAs, uh, community-supported agriculture. So we delivered a box to our neighbors uh, every Saturday morning for like 30 weeks. I hired a farm manager. I had a couple team members that were work part-time on the farm, um, had a consultant come in and help me design it and structure it. And, and then on July 10th, we launched a farmer's market there. We had like 13 vendors the first week at the, the peak of our holiday markets. We did like 40 vendors, 38 or 40 vendors that came out. We had about five to 600 people show up at each farmer's market. Some markets we have as little as about 100. At the height of them, we had about 600 people show up to a farmer's market. It was a crazy year for all this stuff. Way bigger than I thought, but um, I don't really do anything that small, so I have to be careful at what I say yes to because I really just want to go all in. And that's what it was. It was really cool. We bought the farm. We had just, the kids are out there. I was just on the tractor a couple days ago on uh, the day after Christmas, the 26th with Lucas, we went out there and I had to move some hay around and he was sitting on the tractor with me. It was so cool to just be out there with him and spend time with him. And he loved it. He's like, daddy, I'm on the tractor. This is so fun. Uh, and he's three years old. 
So having those memories, we're eating fresh eggs, we're eating fresh produce, um, no, no spray, no pesticides, none of that stuff on anything that we grow. And it's all grown right there in our bioregion in our backyard. It's amazing. We're eating in season, local produce, local fruits, local vegetables, um, eggs that are uh, right there laid by our chickens that we're collecting. Um, other food, we've met other people in the community. It's been able to kind of elevate my, my friends, my, my network, my local um, integration with the community. And in fact, the guy who, is, who we're buying the, the office building from at Seven Figure Flipping is the guy who was delivering hay to my farm. So it's just amazing with what happens when you put yourself out there. You become a part of a community. People know who you are. You can um, just things happen. Doors open. Opportunities are there, right? So that has been amazing for us personally and professionally, actually, um, as far as the farm goes. It's been great to see Lucy out there with the horses, um, being a part of like planting vegetables, harvesting crops, walking barefoot through the garden, just um, exploring what she needs and her, her journey, her personal journey. So that's been great. Uh, two trips out of the country with Lucy. I did not hit this. We did one. She came with us to Mexico. We went down to Cancun for our, um, our annual uh, mastermind. It was amazing. And she got to come experience that. It was so nice having her. And then we had a plan to go to um, Africa towards the end of the year. And we decided it's just too much. Like we had put too much on the calendar, too much on the schedule. We wanted some downtime. So we decided to cancel that trip. We also weren't sure about the travel restrictions out of the country and all that stuff. So we just decided to postpone that trip. So that was a, now when you change your goals, not hitting a goal is very different than actually intentionally making adjustment throughout the year. And that's what that trip was. So I don't feel like that's a not hit. I feel like we intentionally decided that that's not the best thing that we could do at the time. Um, three Disney trips minimum. We did that for sure. We went to Disney a lot of times this year. Uh, I even got to go to Disney once by myself. So I went down for, um, one of my mentors, Russell, his event, um, in Orlando in September, I went there and I got to unplug and go to Disney by myself for a day. I went to multiple different parks. I have a season pass. So I just popped in. There was like a 15 minute lo- uh, line for avatar. So I went over there, went on that ride. Then I, uh, it was just, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun to just be able to go, uh, went to animal kingdom. Then I went over to Hollywood studios. I rode, um, all the toy story stuff, the star Wars stuff all by myself. It was really cool. I've never been there by myself. So I really enjoyed that. And then we took a trip with Andy McFarland and his wife, Mike Simmons and his wife, and me and Lucy, we got VIP tours at Disney and Universal, um, got to do that together for a week. It was really cool to reconnect with them in uh, January when we went last year. And then um, we also went after um, flip, uh, funnel, uh, flip Packing Live, and we got to go there, and we did a week with me, Lucy, and Will. Uh, we did that. We went with um, the other kids. We just we went a lot of times this year. We had a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time at Disney, um, even uh, through COVID when really no one else was going. So it was, it was really exciting and fun to see and be a part of. And then the third one was to navigate James's next open heart surgery with grace and support him and the family. Um, James did so amazing. He went through an open heart surgery. I think it was in it was either May or June. And in the past, he'd been in the hospital for about six, anywhere from six to eight weeks after his surgeries, tons of complications. Every one of them had a second open heart surgery that was surprised that we didn't expect uh, to fix some complications. And he was out of the hospital in 10 days here. I mean, he had a huge open heart surgery. He absolutely crushed it. It was so awesome to see him power through that. We were concerned because he was going to be, you know, four years old, five years old. He was four years old during the time. So we're worried he's more, he's older. He's not going to want to sit in the bed. 
But God, he was cuddly. He watched movies, played games. He just, he wasn't really grumpy. It was just amazing to see. His journey has been so incredible. We are blessed beyond anything we could have thought possible with him. And um, he's been a little bit under the weather this last week. So he's been in that same kind of world. Just like he sat with me um, and watched football on Christmas Day. We just, he was hours, I mean, hours on the couch, just sitting there cuddling um, with the, under the blanket. And it's just been really great to kind of bond with him now that he's five years old. And I, I really am excited about where he's going to go, his growth, his journey, seeing him start talking more, um, interacting more with people. I think just pretty soon he's just going to be a chatterbox and talking like crazy. He eats by mouth, drinks by mouth, all the things that people said that he would never do. We never thought he would. And he is um, surpassing our expectations. So I feel like we did such a great job with that. Um, There's a lot of anxiety and and concern and, and fear that comes along with surgeries like that. And I think Lucia and myself navigated that very well. And I was there in support of them for that time. I spent time at the hospital. I, I was there. It was, I think we did a really good job with that. So I feel like all three of these things we hit and I did really great in the personal. You saw the career is like 50-50 in seven-figure flipping. And then blackjack was kind of all over the place. And then my personal journey with my word balance, I really did. The pendulum was shifted in that direction throughout the year of 2021. And I'm really, really proud of what I did. I said I wasn't going to jump back in the business. I wasn't going to work late nights. I wasn't going to work on the weekends. I wasn't going to work overtime. I wasn't going to get on a million podcasts and just just do 10 times more to produce 10 or 20% more results. I said, this is my non-negotiable. I'm going to pour into the family this year. And I did. And I can feel that pendulum swinging back a little bit. I'm acutely aware of it. And I have to be careful with it. So... The, the last thing that I want to share and talk about here is the areas that I needed some work, friends, fun, faith, and environment. And I want to, I want to read what I wrote last year and kind of talk through some of those things um, in preparation for our, our next show, which is going to be um, our goal-setting worksheet, going through it, what are the goals for 2022, and how did I do in 2021 and rate myself. So friends, I wrote, um, it was a tough year for friends and get-togethers. This year, I just need to be intentional about working on this area. So I need to be intentional about get-togethers, friends, meeting new people, that kind of stuff. Um, So I feel like I did a great job in this area, and I know that it went up because I ranked myself for next year. And if you guys want to see, if you guys want to get a sneak peek and get a jump start on this, you can get a blank worksheet. You can get my filled-out worksheet for 2021 and 2022, and Becca's as well. You can go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals, sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals, and grab that. So friends, I think I did a great job. Um, I was intentional. I had uh, local get-togethers and meetups and things like that. I think the farm really helped me um, with that. And I did a great job kind of increasing that. Uh, Fun. I wrote same as above. It's hard to have a ton of fun. Uh, Find the things that lighten me up and do them. I just got back from a trip to Key West for eight days. We fished for six straight days, like hardcore fishing. Got to fly my airplane down there with Andre and Jeremiah Johnson. And then my friend Rob Arrington, a good friend of mine from college, he met us down there with the boat. And we stayed in my parents' house. My parents have a house just uh, off the island in Stock Island there on the golf course. It was just great to go down there, kind of shut things down and reconnect with some friends, um, spend more time with some friends that I haven't spent much time with, like Andre and Jeremiah, and kind of grow that relationship and and see that. um, and, And something that I love to do. Like something I really love to do and to see it through their eyes and to experience again myself. I haven't gone and done that in many years. It was amazing to do that. And I did that multiple times. Went on a snowboarding trip, went, um, just did some traveling, went to different mastermind meetings, different meetups, things like that. It's just been amazing to reconnect with uh, friends and have fun. 
And that's what I did this year. I just had fun. I had so much fun at the farm, um, out there at the farmer's markets, meeting new people, all that stuff. It was just amazing. Faith. I wrote, I need to get back to church live and back into the scripture. Um, so this was something that I think uh, was amazing this year. Just going back to live in-person services was, I didn't realize how much I missed it. I didn't realize how much I needed it, frankly. And then my church, Church of the City, did this. Uh, it's called Church of the City Daily, where they send out a text message at 6 a.m. where they go through some scripture with the observations, um, the uh, kind of this, they go through the scripture, some of the observations, and then some of the application that you can have, as well as some things that you're grateful for. So I've spent the uh, second half of the year kind of journaling through that, going through that. It's been really amazing. So I think I increased there. And then environment. I wrote, continue to surround myself with a loving and powerful environment, the meditation room, the farm, um, et cetera, even the office space that I have in 2021. And I think I did a good job of that. The farm really helped. Um, the meditation room really helped, the breathing, all that stuff. And then also um, here at the office, having a separate space for work and life uh, really allowed me to have that balance that I needed to be able to kind of turn it off here and go, uh, go home and, and be who I needed to be at home. So those are some of the areas that I needed help with in my personal life. I think that we did a really good job uh, on the personal side this year. Obviously, uh, business, we've always said like aggressive number plans and, and the path that we're going on all of these things. And um, sometimes it can be, we don't really set those personal goals. We don't set the things that we need in our personal life to. We don't set numbers to it. We don't put um, things out that is done and not done, achieved or not achieved, where it's very easy to say. It's kind of very subjective. Um, or, I'm, I'm sorry, subjective or objective. You have set one or the other, right? So trying to figure out, like, how do I actually measure my personal growth and journey and, and all the things that I want to accomplish on the personal side? And I would say set goals there just like you do in your business. You have actual number goals. You have metrics. You have revenue. You have net profit. You have the number of deals that you want to do. You have the people that you're going to hire. You have the leadership goals. You have joining a mastermind. Whatever it is for you, right? You have all of those things. Do you do that in your personal life too? And obviously I spent like ha- over half of this podcast on the personal side because for me, that's what was out of balance. What is it for you? Try to figure out what it is for you. Where are you going to spend your time and be intentional about it? I encourage you guys to go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. Download our goal worksheet. Um, Becca and I are actually going to do a live podcast. So the next podcast that you hear will have been recorded live. If you're on our email list, you'll be invited to it. And um, that way we can take questions. We can share some of our methodologies, um, answer questions, anything that we left out. I think it'd be a lot of fun to engage with you guys about how we set our goals, where we're going in the future. So the next podcast will be kind of like vision casting for 2022. Um, Becca and I will be going through that for um, our previous review for what we, what we said we were going to accomplish, did we or did we not? I won't spend a ton of time on mine because I always do it on this show. Um, but I have a couple things that I didn't share here that I want to share. And then also my 2022 plans for my career and my personal life. It's all mapped out. If you guys want to see it ahead of time, get a head start. You can go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. Download the worksheet. Go through it yourself. We set up a blank worksheet just for you. So just for you. You are going to want to download it. You can rank yourself. Um, So here's an area where it says, rate each area of your life on a scale of zero to five, with zero meaning complete disarray and five being nearly perfect, no change desired. Family, friends, love, fun, faith, career, wealth, health, personal growth, and environment. And then we go through there and ask you some questions about all those areas to kind of pull out a more detailed uh, uh, account of where you are and where you want to be. And that's what this whole thing is designed to do. And it's structured that way um, so that we can hopefully help you go on this goal-setting journey with us. And then we're going to do it live and share it with you. So um, I hope 
that joining a mastermind group is one of your goals for 2022. And I would say don't wait to do that. Like it's so important. I was on a call with a gentleman today and I've been on calls all week, the past couple weeks with eight figure entrepreneur um, candidates, people that uh, qualify financially and personally to be in the group and inviting them in. And I'll tell you the same thing. It's about the tribe. It's about the people that you're around. It's about the network. Everybody's struggling in the same areas, but you feel like you're alone on your own island in the dark trying to claw your way out when you don't have to. So I would say this is, that is the number one thing that has helped me in my goals, my journey, my growth over these past six or seven years is that in this year, one of the things that I'm going to share tomorrow on our podcast is that my personal growth has gone up significantly because I joined a mastermind group again, because I'm around other people who are doing more than me in the marketing and digital world and stuff like that. It's just been amazing. And I cannot wait for this year to be a part of that, of see where I go and where I can grow to. And then also to open up this eight figure entrepreneur group, our seven figure altitude, our seven figure multifamily and our seven figure runway where I can pour into all of them and I can pitch and catch back and forth to grow myself as well. Um, a lot of really cool things coming. I encourage you guys to join us on that journey. Um, it, you can go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, the number sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out an application, have a call with one of our uh, staff members, one of the people on our team, and see if you're ready for that. And if you're not, they're going to tell you you're not. Or the next thing, maybe it's just grabbing the course, our Seven Figure Academy. Maybe it's um, buying a book. Maybe it's just listening to the podcast. Maybe it's watching the YouTube videos. Maybe it's any of the free content that we put out there, the virtual events, going to Flip Hacking Live. Like all of those could be the best thing for you. Um, and it doesn't have to be our, our, our mastermind group, but if you're at that level and you're ready for that, and that's the next step for you, they're going to tell you that, and they're going to invite you in if you're the right fit. And you're going to see if it's the right thing that you want. And I would say, if it's not ours, I encourage you to find out who's doing what you want to do and, and, and is moving in the direction that you want to move and is already a couple steps ahead of you and go figure out how to jump in there and go all in on that. Okay. It's a great time to do it. It's a, a lot of you are saying, I will do this when, and that when may never come. Like, I, it just drives me nuts. Like, do it now, right now. Go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out an application if you're like, ah, maybe I'll do that next week or the month after, or, oh, when the time's right or when the cash flow is right or I can't really afford it right now. If you can't afford it, that's why you should be doing it. If you can't afford it, you should also be doing it. Like, it's, all of those things are holding you back. All of these things, all of these, I'll do it when, I'll start when, I'll... Today is the day, best day to start yesterday. Second best day right now. So uh, I hope this was helpful for you guys. The same thing for me on my personal journey. Um, I knew that I needed, we needed something. We went to a wellness center. We jumped right in three days, hardcore immersion. I knew that we needed it. I told Lucy and we came out of there stronger than ever. And I'm so thankful for Bill Wilder. I'm so thankful for that wellness center. I'm so thankful for all the things we're going to do together this year for so many more other people. And I, I'm thankful to this mastermind group because without it, I don't know where I'd be. I really don't. And uh, I want you to be a part of it. I want to invite you on this journey. I'm really excited for the next year. I hope you come along with us. Uh, I'll see you guys on the next show. I'm really excited to do this goal-setting podcast with uh, Becca and then also to talk to Adam Whitney after that. So uh, sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. You can download the worksheet. And if you want to throw in an application for our Altitude group or our Runway group or just talk to one of our team members, go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out an application, and they'll get to you right away. All right, I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye.